The countdown's on, MP. Damo, the biggest and best wellness summit ever is fast approaching. Don't miss out on the entertainment. The education. The edutainment that is the wellness summit. Featuring for the very first time at the summit, the Merrymaker sisters, Carla and Emma Pappas, and the 2013 Bachelor himself, the incredible chiropractor and sharp mover, Mr. Tim Robards, plus all of your wellness couch favorites. And wait for it, Damo. All 22 podcasts on the couch will be in attendance at the summit. Wow. So take your digital wellness couch experience and make it a real-life one at the transformational, inspirational, sensational 16 hours of Powerhouse Wellness Summit at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. September 10 and 11. More information and tickets available at www.thewellnesssummit.com. Now, before you go, Damo, there's a big competition on as of now. Every single person who registers before a 11.59pm on Sunday, August 14, goes into the draw to win a double pass to the inaugural 2016 Wellness Couch Awards Night. Amazing. You'll join the who's who of the Wellness Couch as we present for the very first time the best new podcast, most popular episode, most popular the host, the best hair, of course, MP, most awkward moment, and many more sensational awards at this night of fun and wellness frivolity. But you must enroll, folks, by August 14. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and here I am with the legendary co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the Messiah of Melbourne. He is Dr. <laughs> Damien Maybe Christoph. the Mayor of Melbourne. The Mayor? You want I'd to be love, the Mayor? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Rob Doyle, move over. You want to be the Mayor more than the uh, Messiah. Messiah? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. Okay. Much prefer that. Would you like to be the King of Moomba? No. No? No, we'll leave that for Mick Malloy. He can do okay. that. Yeah, right. no, no problems. Now, Thanks, this, mate. I love Melbourne. No, you do love Melbourne. And uh, what else we love about Melbourne is the fact that uh, this episode and Melbourne is sponsored by Forage Cereal. Go to foragecereal.com. Check out all four types of cereal in the Forage Cereal range. It is a very Melbourne cereal. I mean, it's a national... It's actually international now. It's in New Zealand too, isn't it? New Zealand? Looking at China at the moment. I was going to say, imagine when it's in China. Imagine. Just imagine. imagine. That'll be like... Millions, maybe billions of kilos of forage can't even imagine being consumed it. in the southern hemisphere. Well, I can't imagine it. Can't imagine anyway, hundred in America. Imagine that. But we're talking about all of these geographical locations, <laughs> yes. and uh, you and I went down and uh, trained with the uh, Great Wellness Couch uh, supporter Ash Bedford um, this morning, and uh, we're going for a walk back to the car, and we were just both stargazing. We were we were bay gazing out to Port Phillip Bay and going Melbourne, great Beautiful. town. It's like a lake. It was like a lake. It was like a lake. It was actually like an Olympic swimming pool. There were people swimming in their budgie smugglers. You know, this is six o'clock in the morning and uh, enjoying it. And, um, you know, if you know Damien Christoph just even remotely, you will know that Damo loves Melbourne. I do. I love Melbourne. I love it. So let's let's No just, doubt about it. Let's just ask you a couple of reasons why in a moment. But the, 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 the reason why we're doing this episode of 100 Not Out is because we both believe that it's incredibly important, if you're going to live the 100 Not Out lifestyle, that you love where you live, yeah. that you enjoy where you live, whether that's in downtown New York, at the back of Burke, in the middle of Melbourne, wherever it is. Um, so let's start on you and Melbourne. Why do you love Melbourne? What do you love about Melbourne? 
I, look, I think it's mar- It's the, the Marbo. It's uh, the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vibe? Is it the vibe? vibe? It's, it's the, the Melbourne vibe. vibe. There's a vibe. It's Marbo. Yep. Anyway, no, look, I love it. I There's something about Melbourne that uh, when you come to Melbourne, it just it fills you up. Now, I look, I, I love London. I love... Uh, in fact, I have loved, except for Langkawi, I've loved every place you I've didn't, been you, That was a recent, relatively recent trip for you, wasn't it? What, two years ago? Yeah, yeah, maybe two. But that was a yeah. deserted island, isn't it? Isn't it on the coast of Malaysia? It's yeah, a it's resort kind of the village. of Malaysia. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I just, hello to all of our listeners in Langkawi. Hope yeah, you're going well look, at look, the look, bum look, end of Malaysia. I'm so sorry, but when I was over there, it rained and then your sewage spilled into our pool, so we couldn't have a swim there. So I didn't really enjoy Langkawi. <laughs> Are you so, serious? Yeah. You're at a top shelf resort and the sewage spills into... There was the most amount of rain feces? Langkawi's feces? had forever. Yeah. Was it a good poo topic? Uh, well, you to didn't discuss? see, you didn't see um, Chiquitos. You could smell it, though. Yeah, you could smell the no Snickers bars. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rank. Yeah. Anyway, that's you know you that's moving to Lankawi anytime soon. First world problems. Yeah. But yeah, look. Apart from that, I reckon I've loved every place I've visited, and there's places I'd love to go to, like New York, for example. I really am amped to go to New York. Well, I can't wait to go to Vietnam and Cambodia, like two different opposite ends of the of the spectrum. But Melbourne, the, I'm not sure if it's the climate or if it's the people. Um, if it's the bay, the layout, the look, the feel, okay. the cafes, the restaurants, the uh, sport, the um, okay, so, so there's a lot say, of things. There's a lot you of things. say you don't know, but I want you, you. I'm saying by the end of this episode, you will have defined what it is that you love about Melbourne through our art of conversation, as we like to have on 100 yeah. Not Out, yeah. just our good old chats. But I reckon people listening to this right now or watching it were thinking. But what about this day, mate? What about this, like yeah. Albert Park? Or what about like the sporting precinct? Or what about the cafes? What about the laneways with all the graffiti? Yeah. You know, what about the trams, the sounds okay. of Melbourne? So let's say it this way. Maybe it's the package. The love of Melbourne for Damien is that it's a 100-piece puzzle mm. and it's not any one of those pieces. It's true. It's the, it's the beautiful combination of mm. sport, of the socialising, of the cafes, of the coffee, of the people, of the climate, of the culture and the multiculture. Yeah. Um, all of that combined yeah. is what you love about Melbourne. Now, so I... What do you like Byron for? Well, this is the thing. So now I live in Byron and I often say to people, could you live in Byron? Because obviously with Byron, it's a massive tourist destination uh but it's still a regional town yeah. it has a population of i think about twenty thousand people um but it's got a million plus uh a year kind of going uh there to visit day trippers and people from international interstate all the rest of it but you got melbourneites and and, and sydney and the, whoever coming up Kiwis. for a week or two weeks a lot of kiwis, lot of kiwis. heaps of kiwis and you know if i said to if i said to you or to my another good mate greg and say like could my, one of my really good mates, Greg, he goes to Noosa every year. Right. Love Noosa. And yeah. we were there in January. I was catching up with Greg and I said, could you live here? He said, couldn't live here. Mm. But I love holidaying here. Yeah. So, so there's a real difference. What makes a place livable yeah. is different to what makes a place holidayable. Yeah, sure. So, well, it's like Bali, isn't it? It's like Bali? Yeah. But let's, let's make Bali. this in terms of uh, your own culture. And I'll, and I'll ask you because I think this goes away, not, not as to why I love Byron, but why you would choose one place to live versus one place to holiday. I can imagine that you probably wouldn't live in Byron. I don't know. So, oh, I mean, I could live in Auckland. 
Well, I could yeah. live in New Zealand. Or I could actually live on Waihi Island. I reckon yeah. that'd be beautiful, right? That's very regional. So be devil's advocate Sorry. for a moment. Because you live in Melbourne, yeah. and a lot of people love um, access and resources of big cities and the rest, yeah. and regional either feels a bit more exposed and the rest. Give the, the devil's advocate reason why someone might love going to Byron or Noosa or a smaller place for a holiday, but they wouldn't live there. Well, I, look... I don't honestly. I don't know because I could live. I could live okay. in Byron. Maybe I should answer the question. Yeah, maybe you should because okay. I can live in Byron. In fact, the, probably the reason why we wouldn't move away from Melbourne is because of Jackson School right now. Okay, so these, and, these and are so the reasons. In a couple of years' time, we have spoken about potentially packing up and moving, going somewhere. You know, once come and go dreadlocks with me. Maybe, maybe. Now you'll go a bit further than Byron. You might go may international. Not, may not brush my teeth we might lose often. Damien Christoph might not brush my teeth you might not brush your teeth often or definitely not in the morning <laughs> could stick my finger you, in you'll have oil. poo breath coming out you could you could <laughs> I stuck my finger <laughs> we'll talk about it. that later let's talk about yeah. that later I won't oh, tell you where I stuck my seriously. finger so <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so dear. generally speaking people that live in big cities <laughs> yes. who love living in big cities yeah or no, not even if they don't love it, but 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 they they do live in big cities. Don't live in smaller towns because uh, it's possibly too quiet. Uh, they don't have the resources, the education. Yeah. I, I have good friends in Byron that are contemplating moving to Melbourne when their kids are old enough to go to school. Yeah. Um. So they go. So so education is a big thing. Uh, jobs and job security. Every single person that I met when I went up there was, how are you for work? What's your work? Work up in Byron is a very big thing for people. That Everyone wants to know what your work is. There's right. a massive entrepreneur population up there. Sure. But it's a big thing in terms of job security and the rest. And, that, and I don't think that's just a Byron thing. I think that's a, a country versus city mentality is that job security is a big thing and so a lot of people in bigger cities is like well it's it's easier to live in the big city um because i've got more i can open up the employment pages and see 500 jobs available where if i'm living in byron i might see 10 to 20 sure um yeah and so right. those type of factors uh, i think the big big reasons why people go oh, i'm going to live here rather than there but my big thing with you is that you love where you live you don't tolerate now, that's what I observe with a lot of yeah. people. They tolerate where they live because of certain factors. Um, education is one thing, but one thing I'd love to discuss on this episode is family. I think, yeah, on the area that we live in, we love it a bit. When we didn't live here, when we lived over the eastern side of Melbourne, like on the other side of the area. Where, where did you used to live? In Hawthorne. Yeah. One, the team, football team sucks. <laughs> sucks. Hello to all of our Hawks supporters. Probably my successful me. football team in history, but I reckon you suck. <laughs> Pushing buttons, only 101. Cause, only because I bake for Richmond, yep. but only one eye. It's good, only half. Yep. Only half of yep. me, just one That's eye. It. But uh, no, I, I found Hawthorne was really congested and really stuffy and the air wasn't fresh and free and and i think I, the reason why i loved going over to visit lawrence when he was in perth was because he lived in perth and the air was different like it's just it's fresh and free and when i lived in auckland i was near the water and so, so yeah, it was fresh and free and so this is why i think i could live in byron bay because the air is fresh and free and when we go down to mornington peninsula i love it i don't want to leave there in fact i think oh maybe i could you know run everything that i do from here and, and commute you know because 
I love the freshness of the air. I think that's what gets me. And so being Bayside gives me that fresh air experience and the and you know definitely the the sea breeze. This is massive. So I I, I know there's a Chinese proverb about this, but there's two types of people. They're either uh, ocean people, mm-hmm. water people, or mm-hmm. they're earth people. Right. So and I'm just bastardizing the Chinese proverb, but people that li- that love living in Hawthorne, they kind of love feeling protected. People that if you don't live near the water. But you love not living near the water. You actually love... So there's people in Byron, maybe use a different analogy. People in Byron Shire, not Byron Bay, but Byron Shire, that might live 20 minutes from the beach. Wow. Now, for me, that drives me nuts because I'm like, you're so close, but you're so far. Yeah. And they say, oh, but if we want to go to the beach, if we're a five-minute drive or a 20-minute drive, we've still got to hop in the car. And I'm like, no, that just does my head in. Because it's almost the feeling of the beach being nearby, which is cleansing. Yeah. That's what I that's I, what I like. So I'm exactly the same. Like we the sound used, of the waves. Yes. So we used to live a a ten minute walk to the beach and we could see the water. Mm-hmm. And then we moved uh, down a hill so we can't see the water and it's a four minute drive to the beach. And I feel like I'm a million miles away. Yeah. Because it's a different feel. But that's because I'm a water person. So being near the water Hearing the water is a big sense of fulfillment to my personal space, yeah. as it is for you. And I Definitely. think this is Definitely. really important to know. It doesn't have to make logical sense. If you are living somewhere, I don't care where, where in Victoria, Australia, the world you're living, and you don't feel a real sense of love for your environment, it might be because you're too far inland and you want to go coastal. Yeah. So where yeah. you are, it might not sound coastal, but it's coastal. Like the water's... Just, just there. So it's coastal. You don't have to be regional to be coastal. I think a lot of people think you have to be regional to be coastal, but you just want water. Yeah, so if I was to live in Sydney, for example, I'd, I'd need to be up near Lawrence. Or yeah. oh, maybe I would need to... Uh, actually, he's not in Sydney. He's kind of north of He's 45 region. minutes north of Sydney. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But if, if I was... I want to be near the water. Yeah. Like I couldn't live in Sydney if I was in Willoughby or somewhere that was, you know... I think Willoughby's actually close, but like I don't, I don't want to be far away from the water. I want to be able to be getting down to the water yeah not because i need to surf or not because i need to go fishing it's the feeling just i like the feeling and it recharges the batteries and it's easy to to go for a walk in the morning and and not be walking down suburban streets with cars and noises and everything you like a bit of just it's quite grounding okay but for you and i we get that because we are water people other people they love to live in the mountains yeah you know like when we lived in inverloch and you go into the mountains there's houses all over the Oh, not the mountains, but well, the hills. Well, how nice is it when we go to the mountains? You know, yeah. when we go to Alinda and do our wellness breakthrough. But would you live Beautiful. there? Beautiful. Couldn't live there. Couldn't live there. No. Some people, that's their well, like Bredo, paradise. Bredo's there. He's in the mountains. He's in the hills of Adelaide. Yeah. And uh, he loves it. Yeah. Loves listening to the, the koalas fight. No. Bredo's an earth person. Like, yeah. if, if you it's were going to say Brett Hill, water yeah. or mud, yeah. you'd say mud every day of the week. Yeah. Okay? But Absolutely. if you look at Damo, water or mud, you say water every day of the week. Okay. Same with LT, same with myself. Yeah. So I think it's really important. If you're going to say, do I love where I live? You've got to work out, are you water or mud? Water or earth? Water or mud. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other the other thing. <laughs> yeah. But this sure. is like, I don't get money. Like, this is the thing. Like, you can't wrong this. I was saying, I was you're someone else anyway. Like, I don't like getting dirty. Right. I don't like, I, love I don't it. love. Yeah, but see, this is, this is a different thing. Right. You, so- you're, we might be explore, exploding your myth. It's gonna, well, no, no, well, because I love getting muddy. Yeah, but is it your? It's not your daily. Like you're not a farmer. Oh, like no, but I could. I could do. You'd holiday labor. farm. I you would holiday farm. 
So I don't mean to. Yeah. Okay. Right. So you live in the water. Yeah. But then you've got a weekend ha- holiday house that yeah. you go to for two days, and that re-energizes you as well. It might yeah. have yeah. Um, uh, height. What's the word? You might have height. Um, you might have a altitude. A, altitude. Yeah. Um, you might go fishing. You might get dirty and the rest. But that's not your nine to five or seven day a week life. If you had it all the time, then you'd crave water. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair call. So well, we went to Jamo recently, Jamison River, and that was in the country, the high country of Victoria. And uh, and I spent a lot of the time by the river because yep. I loved it. Okay, so here's another good question. Interesting. To think about. Brown water or blue water? Ooh. Because for me, I live just near Brunswick Heads and there's a beautiful river there because it's so close to the ocean. From 12 o'clock onwards, most of the time, I don't know my tides very well at all, but if it's blue, I'll jump in it. Before I go home, I'll freshen up, jump in the river, go home, have lunch. Yeah. If it's brown, I'm just not going in it. Yeah, I'm I thinking did, yeah. stingrays, eels, something's going to come up and eat me, I'm gone, yeah. whatever. But I'm just like, you're not getting me in a brown water, in, in brown water. That's interesting. But, yeah. so, but some people love, they go, oh, we've got the weir, or we've got this lake, or we've got the river. And I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, there's something about standing on sand. Which feels better than standing in mud. Okay, and some people when you're are happy standing in mud. Some yeah. people happy yeah. standing in sand. Yeah. But you've Ooh, got to know okay. which one are you. Yeah, all okay. right. Blue water for me. Blue water for me too. The, the other part I think is really important with loving where you live is the either the, uh, the I'm going to say the over-connection or the interconnection or the anti-connection family. Ooh, so okay. some people tolerate where they live because of... Family. Family. And this is the whole tribe thing, right? So it's like, I can't leave here. Even though I don't love living here, I can't leave here. In their words, can't. I don't believe in the word, but they will use the word, I can't leave here because of my family. Now, but I don't love it, but I'm not, I'm not leaving mm. because of my family. I wonder what people are thinking right now while we're talking about this. It pushes buttons because this is, this is big stuff, right? Just, yeah. Well, I, yeah. So you obviously are able to leave your family. It's not, uh, it's not about ability, though, because we can all hop on a plane. So this is not about ability. This well, is a values choice, and let's be very you clear. Can, you can leave your family. But if we've got two arms or two legs and we can move, we can run away from home. Yes. But you said you don't like the word can't, so it's obviously a decision that you're okay with to move away from your family. I'm prepared to live with the family. consequences of being far away from family. Yeah. So what I'm prepared to rip the kids away from their nana and pa, who they're so attached to and love. Yeah. And say, tough luck, we're moving to Byron Bay. Now, some people are like, I'm not prepared to, to put uh, parents through that, grandparents through that, kids through that. It creates too much volatility, particularly if kids are in school, yeah. particularly if they're not going to be close to friends, particularly if they're not going to see their aunties and uncles, their cousins, their grandparents. This is the thing. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Okay, Everyone's family situation is different. Everyone's prepared to pay a different price yeah. for either being close to family or being far away. Yeah. So if we look at, say, Icaria, if we look at, say, the what happens with Rosetto in Pennsylvania, they were at Rosetto, Italy. They pretty much moved their, the whole township over to Pennsylvania, but they kept the family dynamic yeah. in, in, in touch. And everyone's in everyone's pockets. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. Everyone's eating together. Now, that's great. But these days... With the advent of travel and all the rest of it, we can have families living in different states, different countries, all the rest of it. Yeah. And some people are prepared to pay that price. Some people, particularly generally speaking, a lot of more regional towns, still, they, they, they grow up, uh, 
where they grew up and they don't necessarily move. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. In Ireland, you know, you might grow up on 10 acres and you don't move house. It's just we build another house next to that when you're old enough and you've got kids and all the rest of it and you just live on the same plot of land for generations to come. But everyone's prepared, prepared to pay a different price. Mm. Fascinating. I've never really given it that much thought, to be honest with you, MP. Well, That's, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed giving you a lot of thought. And I've worked out that I'm a blue water person. And I've worked out that I love Bayside. I haven't worked out why, what are the sticking bits that I love Melbourne for. But I think it, you're right. It's a hundred-piece jigsaw. Yeah. And it comes together. And maybe I see my life in hundred-piece jigsaws. And so that if... Or maybe just jigsaw puzzles and I like more pieces. <laughs> you're always adding <laughs> pieces to your jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, maybe. You're always adding things that you love. Yeah, for sure. But definitely right now, Melbourne suits me to a T. And I've lived in Auckland. I lived in Auckland for five years and I loved Auckland. But at the same time, um, it was difficult for me to move from Auckland because I loved it so much. But it was so easy for me to move from Auckland because Jackson was over here in Australia. So yeah. And Amber. So it was very easy for me to come back into Melbourne because they were here. When I got back, all my best mates had gone overseas. And so for me, it was a family-based decision to come back to Melbourne. Otherwise, I would probably still be living in Auckland. Yeah, well, they're the, and these are all the, the factors, like you say, that, that you consider. Um, but I do think it's important that we, that we all recognize no matter where it is that we're living, do we love where we live? My view is life's too short to not love where you live. We, I mean, just to give you an idea, we lived in Inverloch for, I think, seven years. And I could never feel that it was our forever home. But we moved to Inverloch because we knew we'd have children and we wanted our kids to be around grandparents and uh, Sarah's folks live in Inblock. And so for us, it was, we wanted to live near the water, which is on the water. Um, and we, and, and then we worked in what we, we opened our practice in Wonthaggy just down the road. Um, but the kids had that uh, dynamic with their grandparents at an early age, which I think is a really nice. great thing. It's lovely. Um, but then at a point, we recognized we didn't want to buy a house in Inverloch. We never looked at the house and be like, oh, wouldn't it be great if we lived here or great if we lived there? Um, and I reckon for us, for me personally, that's a big thing. If I'm not going down at, at that stage of life, if I'm not going down the street going, I'd love to buy that house. Mm. I could imagine raising the kids there. I can imagine kicking the footy on that front yard or the rest of it. If I'm not having those feelings, then I'm questioning what am I doing in that environment. Yeah, um, okay. And I know where we live now, I'm like, I'd love to live in that community mm. or that town mm. or near that beach mm. or near that school mm. or the rest of it. Yeah, I'd love to go to that cafe every day and work from there or wouldn't it be great if you know th that was a part of our ritual as a family doing that. And that's when I think you begin to go, I can create my ideal life. I just think that we've got to be prepared to pay consequences because there's no such thing as the perfect transition. We were talking about this earlier about breaking up. There's no such thing as a great breakup. Every breakup has its volatility. Yeah. So if you're going to break up from where you live, don't expect everyone to agree with it. Um, don't expect everyone to love it, particularly if it is family or friends that are like, how could you move interstate or even to another suburb or township? Because that can be quite emotive for a lot of people. So I think... Uh, this is not about thinking about relocating. It's more about recognizing what does it take for you to love where you live. Mm. And if you don't love where you live right now, that doesn't mean move. It means recognize how many pieces do you have in the puzzle? Yeah. Do you only have the family piece in the puzzle, but you're not having a great time with your family, but you don't have a social network, you don't um, go to the gym or Pilates or yoga or whatever you don't 
do any inter-community um, sports. You, um, if you don't engage in your community, because you can live in any community and love it. That's right. But if you don't engage with it, I don't care. You're not going to love it. You're not going to really... So what we're saying is if you don't love where you live, that, that could be affecting your longevity because at the end of the day, it's affecting your happiness. Absolutely. Mm. And, That's and, what we're saying. And that whole sense of what's my life about doesn't feel uh, really filled up if you don't love where you live. Mm. And I think, you know, finally, to use the great words of Dr. John Martini, love it or change it. Love it or change it. Love where you live, see all the benefits and all the great things of where you live, no matter where it is, or change it. Because in the middle is just, that's mediocre, that's not fulfilling, that's not the 100 not out way. There you go. Cool. Love it. Did you like that? Yeah. Nice. Nice one. Hope you've enjoyed it, folks. And um, if you want to join the Blue Water Brigade like Damo and I, we'll see you in Byron or Bayside. Um, But if you like to be muddy, then see you with Bretto over in South Australia in the hills. Um, Really hope you've enjoyed that. You can connect with us at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 not out. To find out more about Damo, damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. Make sure you check out the entire range of wellness podcasts available at thewellnesscouch.com. And until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.